Coming to Jesus is easy. We just make it hard. Hello. Thank you for listening to Coming to Jesus. I decided to re-record this Childhood with Jesus episode without the music. However, I will keep the same message because you definitely need to hear it. However, the songs that are being referenced, I will put them at the end of the show. Um, If you guys still wanted to know what songs they were that I was talking about. And I hope that you guys enjoy the show now that it's available to be listened to on other platforms as well and not just Spotify. And thank you for listening. And I hope that any questions that you may have, that you bring them to the show. Because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to answer any questions. And I'm here to be that listening ear when you're going through what you're going through, knowing that God has called you to do something and you're just getting all this flack and pushback from people because they don't want to do what God has called them to do. That is what this podcast is for. So I encourage you to continue listening and to, you know, be courageous in bringing your story to the forefront about what has been going on in your life. Uh, as you grow closer to God. Hey y'all, it's Latrice. Welcome back to Coming to Jesus. I hope you guys like the song that I chose because it definitely uh, was my theme music today because as I tried to record this um, episode, the devil was just in my way. He kept messing with my phone so that it would distract me from what I had to tell y'all about my childhood with Jesus and how I grew to know the Lord. Because literally my phone charges just fine. It had been charging just fine since I made this uh, podcast. And then all of a sudden today, you know, I, I was going through my women troubles and I had prayed to the Lord, you know, hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of tired, but I need to do, I need to get this done for you. Can you give me the strength to get it done? He gave me the strength to get it done. So I was grateful and I was happy. So I got up trying to get it done. Then I recorded quite a bit. Didn't like the way it sounded. Erased it. Then I started recording again. That one was good, but I noticed that my phone decided that it wasn't going to be charging no more for whatever reason. Like the like the cord was trying to short itself out. And yesterday, I had already cracked my phone. After having it for a whole year, I had cracked it. And I was just like, "Oh, it's okay." You know, you dropped it out of your hand cuz you was about to I was about to say something to somebody I had no business saying. And so, you know, it was kind of like the Lord was just like, hold up, you know, relax. Do not say this yet. So at the time yesterday, I was just bothered bothered at the fact that um, 
you know, somebody, some random stranger was bothering me right after I had just cracked my phone. And so I was just kind of like, bro, leave me alone. I'm already agitated. Like, get away from me. I ain't got time. Like, I'm over here trying to praise the Lord. And that's what I'm saying. Every time you're trying to praise the Lord, that is when people decide they have so much they need to say to you. What do you need to say to me that's so important that you see me with my headphones on that you got to interrupt me? Nothing. Nothing. I'm telling you right now, if anybody try to interrupt you while you listen to your praise and worship music on your way to work, on your or while you on your walk, you run, you going to the grocery store and you wear headphones in the grocery store and you you shopping and you playing your praise and worship. If somebody need to get down the aisle, let they let them be able to get down the aisle. Just move. Don't even let them be able to say a word because don't let nothing or nobody interrupt your praise for the Lord because that's the, what the devil want to do. He want to interrupt you. He want to be able to interrupt you and throw you off because that is exactly what he think is going to keep you from being able to praise the Lord because that's how he get, he got me today. Today, as my phone kept shorting out while it was on the charger, for whatever reason, because I knew that was the devil, you know, I, I don't understand why, but I, I was so pissed off that I threw my phone and shattered it and, and I couldn't even use it anymore. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I was just like, I, I, I wasn't even that mad because I knew I was just like, I knew it was the devil bothering me. And I was just like, Jesus, you better get him and strangle him as fast as you can, because now I got to get up and go outside and I don't want to. So the whole time I was grumbling about going outside because I don't, you know, I'm already inside. I don't feel like going outside or whatever. Literally, I go outside, more people being annoying. This man over here being nosy about this woman on the bus and then looking at me thinking I'm going to say something. You know what I told that man? I said, you can't shut the fuck up and you can't mind your own fucking business, can you? And then he was just like, oh, I guess don't nobody care about nobody anymore. First of all, you looked at me as if I was supposed to speak up and you was the first person to see whatever it was that she was doing that was bothering you. If it bothered you so much, you should have said something. But you a weak man. That's why you sat up there and thought I was going to say something to her. I don't care. She wasn't she wasn't doing nothing to harm herself. So I wasn't worried about it. He was just worried about the wrong thing. No, nobody got time for that. You know, I'm already upset because I didn't shattered my phone screen because I'm trying to record this podcast and the devil just keep getting in my way and I get on the bus so that way I can go get my old phone so that way I can you know just go back to my old phone until I get a new one you know people just just being being downright irritating and I'm just like devil get up out of this place leave me alone I don't feel like being bothered I know how you're trying to bother me and I don't have time for your mess Cause see, that's how the devil used to do me as a kid. Like he knew that I sang in the choir. He knew that I praise dance. So the easiest way for him to get to me was to make me mad by getting somebody else to say something to me. They had no reason to say. They had nothing to talk to me about. They had no reason to be interacting with me. Or if I was already upset, they would do something extra to make it worse. 
And I'm just like, okay. Now I see what mama was talking about when she said you you gotta be praising him all the time. Because every time I took I had to to do something else that didn't exactly fit with what I was doing when it came to praising, there he was rearing his head you know, thinking he finna get away with something. Devil, you can't steal my joy. Because I'm telling y'all, I literally, when I finally got to go get my phone, my other phone, and somebody else was had their stuff all over the place. Just stuff everywhere. And I'm just like, oh my God, I got so upset. I started crying because I was already, as I was walking to the place, I was just like, devil, you have no place by my life. Every devilish spirit, get out of here in the name of Jesus. I don't I don't have time for you. I will kill you. I will hurt you. I will do whatever it takes to get to what God has for me. Get out of my way. Quit playing with me. Quit playing with me, devil. You know I don't fight fair. You know I don't fight fair. I will beat you to I will beat you till this ground is black. Leave me alone. And I just kept shouting that kind of stuff out into the air because I just knew he was trying to get me to just succumb to be totally mad and be totally angry. And I had no reason to be angry because one, yes, I did crack my phone, but two, I had a replacement. I knew what I needed to do to go, to make sure I could replace it. And there was no reason for me to be mad, but there were other environmental factors causing me to be angry. And I recognized that. As a child, I couldn't even recognize that. One of the things I did notice as a child in my coming to Jesus, though, was, you know, whenever it would be time for me to have uh, to go to choir practice or whenever it would be time for me and my siblings to practice our praise dance routine that we needed to practice, he always used other people to get to me. It's and and the little and the only time when I'm by myself, he can't get to me when I'm by myself. As an adult now, I realized that that he couldn't get to me when I was by myself. So he would always use other people. I wish I would have recognized that when I was a child, because you got to be able to recognize how God um, uses you, so that way you can recognize what the devil will try to put a barrier between because if I would have knew that I would have made sure I stayed alone a lot because I did I noticed that as I've gotten older I'm just like wow you know when I was alone he really didn't bother me that much you know and even as an adult when I was alone he didn't bother me the devil didn't bother me that much because he knew he couldn't get to me like that he knew he couldn't get to me like that because I flick him away like he was a fly because that is the size of the devil. He's the size of a fly. He's the size of a gnat. A microscopic virus is the size of the devil. And you got to be able to know that you can stop on him, you know, just like any other thing you can't see, but you step on every day as you walk in. I could not believe how irritated I was today about this whole phone situation because I knew that the devil was trying to bother me. And it brought me back to when I would be singing for the Lord around my siblings 
as a young child and my siblings would make me be quiet. They didn't want me to sing. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I know now I better not ever, 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 ever shut up singing for the Lord. I bet not ever do that again. I bet not ever do that. Somebody asked me to stop singing, I'm going to run away. I'm going to pretend like I got the Holy Ghost or something and just run away because I know that the devil is in that person and they don't want to praise God like they should be. Because it made it made no absolute sense how we were all raised in the church the way we were, but they still acted as though I could not sing praises to the Lord. Even as I got older and I began to experience other different things uh, through the Lord, I realized the one thing that anchored me the most in the Lord and brought me closest to Jesus was me singing praises to him. I didn't know how to pray at a young age, but I knew how to sing. And if that was the one thing that kept me from falling into a deeper depression than I already was, it sure was singing. But after a while, I thought, well, my mom has passed away. The person that has instilled in me to sing the way I do in choir, she ain't here no more. So I don't want to sing anymore. And I stopped singing because I got tired of them telling me to stop. Don't ever stop singing for the Lord. Don't ever stop because that is right where the enemy wants you to do. If you are a young person, don't stop what you're doing for the Lord because the enemy is trying to find every way to attack you. Because when you are young, you are impressionable. And the devil know that a lot of times you know, he could just use your parents to shut you up because they know you're supposed to listen. You know, he know you're supposed to listen to your parents. Shoot, even my dad wanted me to be quiet sometimes. I couldn't say nothing. As a kid, going through the things I went through, being adopted and, and, and going through the health issues that I had because I was blind in one eye. You know, I didn't have any bottom teeth um, in the front because the roots had died because as a baby, I was born premature because of whatever my birth mother was doing that had me so messed up that they were surprised I even made it out of the womb. You know, they were surprised I even gained eyesight in one of my eyes when I was born totally blind. They told my adoptive family I wouldn't be nothing but a vegetable. They was just like, don't get too attached to her. She she ain't going to be nothing, you know. But I'm so grateful that my adoptive family prayed for me because I know, you know, I know that that was God keeping them to keep me because I am now standing here today able to 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 tell you right off right off hand as something comes up against me and still be able to say God is good always has been always will be come on let's give him some praise y'all give him some praise don't don't I'm telling you you have to look at the devil at this time in your life as a child 
you have to look at the devil as a fly. You have to look at him like a little gnat, just something that you can flick. Anytime, you know, anytime you noticing that stuff just starting to feel like something trying to bother your spirit, know that it's the devil and you better flick him off. Because I'm just like, now, come on now, bro. You know you weak. You weak. Now, come on now, devil. You know you weak. Don't even play like you got some power, child. Child, bye. Poor thing can barely lift up a rock. He the, the devil so weak, he, he can barely lift up a rock. A small one. A little pebble. One of them skipping pebbles. He he don't have no power or no, over nothing. Poor thing just sitting there every day hoping somebody slip up and want to listen to his ass. Don't nobody care about you. Don't nobody care about you, devil. Nobody cares. See? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. People want to hear about the Lord, not you. Shoo, shoo, fly. Don't know. As I as I got um to be like in ninth uh, ninth or tenth grade, that was kind of like where I separated um totally from Jesus that was where I totally just walked away from the Lord I wasn't I wasn't praising I wasn't praying we'd go to church every once in a while but I wasn't actively you know when we would go to church and there was a song they was playing I wanted to sing I sure was singing but you know I had a hard time being in church because of of my dad, he felt like the way I wanted to dress to go to church just wasn't the way he liked, which he was only talking about my darn nail polish on my feet because there was one particular time we were about to, we were about to go to church, but I had painted my toes the night before and they were pink and green. He was just like, why did you do your feet like that? I'm just like, what do you mean? Just, you know, I'm like, what, 16, 17? I'm like, it's just nail polish. What you tripping on? He was like visibly upset. And I wasn't even tripping on it because I'm just like, Lord, the one little thing that make me happy, he want to rag on me about. But I didn't even say nothing. You know, in that, in that moment, I didn't even look at it like that. I just was just like, oh, there's dad mad at me for something else again, as usual. You know, just typical teenage stuff. Not really not really being worried about how I came into church because I was just like, it's just church. If I'm really supposed to be sitting up here, you know, worried about where I'm wearing, I'm already lost. That's how I see that now. But I'm glad that, you know, I never really worried, worried about how I came into church. I'm glad I was more worried about what the praise and worship was going to be like because that definitely was what I was worried about when I would go up in the church. I'd be like, now how they be praising the Lord? Because I can't stand no choir. I, even now, now as an adult, I know I can't stand no choir church. But even as a child, I couldn't stand a choir church. Every time I go to a choir church, I'd be like, well, dang, the Lord ain't doing nothing up in here. God ain't delivering nobody in here. This church so quiet. I did not like going to a quiet church. It made me nervous. I'm just like, well, shoot. 
Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they don't want the Lord or something. I don't know. So most of the time when I would go to church, child, I wouldn't even know what to do. I'd be trying to sing along with the quiet church, but I couldn't do it because I'm just like, well, you know, Lord, I love to praise you. Praise you. I don't do all this. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I don't do all of that. You know, I'd be loud up front with it. You know I love you, Lord. I praise your holy name. Alpha and Omega, omniscient. The lover of my soul. And I just couldn't get with the whole, you know, be quiet and sit down. You know, you have to look a certain way to come to the Lord. Because when I was baptized, I was like 10 or whatever. And... Literally, you know, that was when a lot of the the craziest stuff started happening to me, you know, um, dealing when dealing with my siblings, you know, I struggled, we struggled to get along, like even to this day, them folks don't hear from me, but that's a whole nother episode that we gonna get into about why they can't hear from me. And, um, as a child, I grew up knowing God was with me, and I grew up expecting myself to be a child of God. I even um, I even would participate in church plays. I don't think I had too many lines because I I realized now I showed had no business trying to be nobody's actor on nobody movie tv show none of that because i'm just like "Mm -mm, i ain't got time (laughs) i can't remember all them words i don't want to either i just want to sing i can remember some singing but just like reading lines all the time no it it take me a while but i realized like you know you i had a good grounding you know I was in the choir. My mother had us praise dance for a few years until she got too sick um, to help us with our praise dance. And, um, you know, once once she had passed on, I kind of I kind of lost it all when it came to the Lord. Like I lost my I lost my footing um in the lord i decided i was gonna slip and fall and not even try to get back up but he still held me even though i couldn't walk i remember seeing um some some picture frame we had at the house or some some type of statue it wasn't a statue but it was like it was some type of picture and you know the i don't know if everybody know about this but you know the 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 picture of the footsteps in the sand and you know on one part of the picture is two sets and then the other part of the picture is one set and the person says jesus this is only one set of footsteps and then he says this is the time these those were the times that i carried you and I 
I'm so glad I thought about that now because it just came back to my mind after all these years that that was what I was focusing on, that I remembered that a lot because I knew I was walking in wilderness and didn't know what to do. But I kept on walking, knowing that God was still ordering my footsteps. And I pray that as you, you know, keep growing in Christ as a young person, that you got to realize every mistake that you make, every everything that you go through is for the glory of God, if you let it be that way. Yeah, you may have made a mistake, but if you can't praise him through that, what, what exactly do you think you just went through all that for? You just went through it for, you know, just for the hell of it? No, you didn't. You went through that because God knew you was going to go through that. And he was just like, well, I'm just, I just want to see what you're going to do because I, I know you love me. I know, you know, I know you want me. I know you want me. And I know you want me to do things for you in your life. But I'm not going to force you to come to me. I'm going to let you go through the things that you go through. And you're either going to call on me or you're not. That's what I had to remember to do today. I was struggling bad and I was wanting to be sad and talking about some, I'm so mad at these people. I don't want to, I don't want to be around. I said, Lord, you know, I don't like being around people. And this is the exact reason why, like, I just want to be mad. And then, you know what happened? I found something to be grateful for. I was sitting there crying to the Lord. I said, why is that man judging that lady about that stuff? Who cares what she's doing? She, who knows what she done went through to even get to that place where that don't even bother her no more. You know, everything that I was saying to the Lord, he was just like, I know you just upset that somebody wants to be upset about nothing. Because that's what I told the man. I said, you could be outside in the rain because it was raining at the time. But, you know, you, you have to remember that you got a choice. Even now, as a young person, you have a choice to say, I'm going to call on the Lord every time something going on or every time I'm mad, every time I'm sad, every time I'm excited, every time I'm nervous, every time I'm depressed, every time I'm crying. You have the decision to call on him every time. It is really literally up to you if you want to take that chance. Um, if you in school and you see something but you know you can't say anything. You better call on him. If you at work and you see something, but you know you can't say anything, you better call on him. Have him fix it. Because yes, as a human, you want to be able to fix it. In your flesh, you want to be able to fix it. Or you want to be able to intervene. And Lord ain't saying nothing about your butt intervening and nothing. But you, but go on, if you want to be silly, go be silly and intervene when you ain't supposed to. Because you will know when you're supposed to intervene with something. Because when we're young, we, we have that 
we don't have that fearfulness as adults that we have now, like being over the age of 18. But, you know, if you're younger than 18 and you listening to this, I implore you to start watching when you when you notice something going on and you want to do something. Ask yourself, is God wanting me to do this or is the devil trying to get me to, to mess something up? Or is he trying to mess with my spirit by having me intervene in this? I could have saved myself a whole lot of trouble had I been able to have that mindset. I thank you, Mama, for, for getting me to a place where I needed to realize that. Because I know it was nobody but her that cared enough to make sure I paid attention to every little detail. Because the main thing she always said to me was, you got selective hearing. You hear what you want to hear. <laughs> You know, you pay attention to what you want to pay attention to. Or my the best the best one is, you know, if I have to come in there and find that whatever it is that you're looking for, I'm going to be upset because you know, you the one that placed it in there, not me. <laughs> Cuz she was absolutely right. I was the one that placed it in there. And I better take the time to look for it. Same thing with Jesus. God already in your heart. Jesus is already in your spirit. You just got to take the time to find him and to be able to press that button inside of you every time saying, God, you got to ring that doorbell. Ding, ding. Hey, it's me. I need help with this. Because in my childhood with Jesus, I wasn't doing that enough. But when I did, I recognized that it was very helpful. And, you know, noticing, noticing how happy I am about my upbringing in the Lord really, really made all the difference in what I went through Um when I began my 20s. And in the next episode, I'll talk more about the things I went through in my 20s that led me to want to fully commit to Christ, but I was still straddling the fence. But I thank y'all for listening tonight. And I hope, you know, you had a few laughs and I hope that I, you know, really spoke to you and kind of helped you understand a little bit about why, you know, you got to set yourself up to be sturdy in the Lord at a young age, because it can really, you know, you can really be swayed very easily. The devil, he, he's not sneaky. He's very open with it. It just takes us some time to notice. Thank you for coming to Jesus. And let's, Take it on out with another good praise song. Talk to y'all later. The songs that were played on this episode today are from Yolanda Adams. And that song is called Already Alright. And the second song is by Toby Mac. And it's called Feel It. I'm pretty sure some of y'all have heard that song, both of those songs, if not one, the other. And I'm telling y'all, both of those songs will get you right 
you know, it'll it'll lift your spirits up and help you want to praise God more because I know it helped me want to praise God more. Um, thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast today. We will be more in depth um, in the coming episodes about how I strayed and how I strayed so far and what kept reminding me that I was straying and how I came to finally decide that I was gonna really try to give my heart to the Lord. Thank y'all for the prayers you send in. Thank you for the music suggestions that you guys send in. Thank you for everything um, that you guys do uh, for Christ because I truly just want to see and hear about, you know, the things that God has called others to do and how he's helped them do it to be, to be, you know, who they've, they've been called to be. I hope that you guys, you know, gain the courage to continue sending in the things that God has done for you and that you continue to have the courage to keep moving and walking in faith that, you know, God is working in your lives and that God is helping you find more people to reach out to and more reasons to to call on him and to say he's a grateful and powerful, powerful, mighty God. This is coming to Jesus, wrapping up. You guys have a good night. Don't let the devil steal your joy because he likes to do it. And he's not sneaky about it. We just definitely have to pay attention because like I always say, coming to Jesus ain't hard. We just make it hard.